0: The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land.
1: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Charles and Dom and sometimes Lachlan, but always you, the dear listener. I hope you're having a lovely little day uh, at the moment and enjoying yourself very much. Um, I don't want to take anything away from it, but uh, look... I think it's time that you and I had a talk. So let's put on some serious but stern music. Thank you, Lachlan in the editing suite. And I just want to talk to you, the listener, for a moment. Are you, are you free? Cool. Okay. So you might want to take a seat. What the hell's going on? Hey, I give you podcasts to listen to and you just don't? I thought we had a deal. I thought we were friends. I thought that this parasocial relationship we developed was working for both of us and here i am making episodes of awesome podcasts like the Shot podcast like welcome to the future like the chaser podcast and you're just not listening to them huh what's going on there i thought we had a deal and you just backstabbed me in my ears i suppose so you know what we're gonna do we're gonna make this serious you're gonna go to your room i don't care what you're doing right now whether you're running you're probably not running whether you're in your car that is statistically what you're most likely doing right now i want you to just sit down and listen to an episode of welcome to the future where charles and dom talk about organoid intelligence and it is good and you're going to enjoy it and you're going to follow welcome to the future in the appropriate podcast feeds on your favorite podcast listening app and then we're not going to have this discussion again okay I shouldn't have lashed out. That was made of me. I hope this doesn't cause a rift between us. I love you. Enjoy this episode. <laughs> and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Welcome to the Future. Future future.
0: Charles, you sound so upbeat about the future, which is odd given every single news article I read about the future is terrifying.
2: Well, the thing is, uh, today we're not gonna talk about Bluetooth. Oh,
0: are you sure? Nah,
2: no. No we, Bluetooth. We're we, we
0: at the bottom of that well at
2: last. <laughs> no, because actually this is this is actually about the real future. Oh yeah. And the point is artificial intelligence, AI. That's old news. That's oh. yesterday's news. Because every
0: episode of this podcast so far has been either about Bluetooth or AI. Yep. Are you telling me we've come up with a third topic?
2: This is called, and this is actually suggested by a listener of this podcast, Kelly, yeah. who I have to thank for, Hi, Kelly. for uh, sending this in, organoid intelligence.
0: <laughs> oh, good. Let's find out what that is after this. Organoid is not a word that I've, I've heard before, Charles, and frankly, if you'd said it to me, I would have expected <laughs> it to involve porn. Nope. Nope. Mm, okay. It's
2: the future. Right. So, a bit of a tale. I'll just have, I'll start at the beginning. 2006. Mm. So, scientists, computer scientists, facing a bit of a problem, which is that microchips are not small enough. Oh. Right? So, you know, Moore's Law, <clears throat> how, you know, microchips halve in size every 18 months and thus their energy consumption halves every 18 months. And uh, they speed up. And, yeah, they twice get twice as, as powerful. Every 18 months, right? It's a sort of relationship sort of thing. The point is by 2006 scientists could go, okay, there is a physical limit. There is literally a point at which electrons get too big for the size of the microchips that we are making,
0: yeah, aren't they, they going down to something like three nanometer, three chips nanometer, at the moment, yeah. which is just insanely small. In,
2: yeah, and it's going to get to the point where, like, you literally—it's just a physical limit where yeah. suddenly, instead of talking about sort of Newtonian physics where things operate, I mean, I think they already operate at the sort of quantum scale, but those quantum effects become so massive in in that thing because in such a small space that suddenly it all becomes very unpredictable, right? So, you, so they, they had to solve that problem. So somebody comes up with the idea of instead of using um, like, like physical things like silicon and, and yeah. metal, right, to make these chips, why don't we use the same foundational things as organic life uses? Like, oh, wow. So we have chemicals in organic chemistry to, to do it, right? Um, and so what they did is they scraped some skin, right, and, they, and the first test was can we create brain cells from skin? Can we, can we just take some skin cells hmm. and make them into the uh, brain cells, basically? Okay, can right. we kind of make neural pathways yes, exist that's right. within skin cells? B- because then what we can do is we can sort of own a substance that is able to transmit information, electrons, all that sort of stuff yeah. that we need for computer chips. But it's doing it at a chemical level rather than at a physical level. So not using right? Okay. So
0: so we basically right. what the brain can do in a very very small amount of space relative to even a computer chip.
2: So these scientists, they did this, they got it working, made brain cells from skin. They won a Nobel Prize for it in wow. 2012, right? Okay. So at that point they were just trying to solve the simple problem of, you know, can we create brain cells right Mm. but then this one guy kept on saying you know like what are some applications for this do these brain cells have some sort of consciousness because we've got complete power over these brain cells here there's there's no ethical issue we haven't taken someone's brain Mm. and are now using it in the lab but if we if we start sort of building out some of these skin cells that are now brain cells, could we actually start communicating with those brain cells? Oh,
0: so designing a brain that is patented and has no free will. Exactly. Right.
2: Yes. Anyway, so, and this is all, like, in the realms of, like, it sounds science fiction-y. These are all, like, you know, well-respected scientists. Nobel Prize winners. and Nobel Prize winning scientists across the, the academy, right? And... So they did that. They started being able to communicate and sort of train these brain cells to sort of receive reliably receive, and, and they were able to sort of train the brain cells to sort of have simple responses. Like yeah. There's no nowhere near level of consciousness yet, right? And and that is where we're at at the moment, right? Okay. So we're at the at the moment, you know, there's reassuring articles that Kelly sent me. Going, look, um. It'll be 100 years before that becomes a problem. Let's not worry about it. Now, this other guy has now come out and said, well, hang on. Back in 2015, the whole point about AI was everyone said, well, we don't have to worry about the consciousness of AI Mm. because it'll be like 100 years before you can chat to a robot and then be convinced that it's a robot. Fast forward to eight years later... We are now all just chatting to chatbot GPT and just convinced that we're talking to – like artificial intelligence has largely been solved by these large language models. And the people Turing tests have, test people has have
0: been, married them, yeah, which is, you know, a far more sincere yeah. form of connection. It wouldn't be a wonderful thing to be able to, to marry a skin cell.
2: So the point is that if this organic for organoid intelligence, which they've now started mastering, can be ma- it can be sort of matched with – The same type of technology and sort of thinking and training, because they've started to be able to train organoid intelligence. Then instead of it being a hundred years away that we have to worry about whether these, you know, models are will achieve consciousness, we're talking about like maybe in the next eight years, we're talking about something where it could actually be a real problem where these. Brain cells start achieving some level of consciousness.
0: Do you think it's possible, Charles, that we ourselves, humanity, mm. are a scraping from the knee of God? Oh, I think that's definitely a scab. True. A scab well, that instead of flicking in the bin, God just went, No, let's see if I can make this into something a little bit better.
2: Well, this is one of the funny things is so, say I scraped your skin. Yeah. All the problems that you face. Would then express themselves in the brain cells, even though the cells didn't come from your brain.
0: Oh my god! So if you made a, a brain out of my skin cells, it would have all of my problems? <laughs> yes, Nobody it. wants that. That's not organoid. That's <laughs> organoid trauma.
2: <laughs> no, because this is the thing. So they they scraped Alzheimer's people who had Alzheimer's and developed their skin cells into brain mm. cells, hoping that oh maybe we can revive their brains by developing brain cells that. Don't have Alzheimer's, but instead, all their brains—the sort of skin-based brain cells—also had Alzheimer's. So they they couldn't get around the problem. And actually, they're going well. Actually, now you know we can we can actually research Alzheimer's brains in in a petri dish. Oh, because bizarre. we now have a- access mm. to live brain without cells. without having to lobotomize. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um,
0: Charles. If only, if only some sort of um, physical specimens free of any defect had been. Have been found. If only humans, I don't know. In some form of master race had been identified <laughs> in a way that wouldn't be yeah. problematic at all. You could just get well, those people yeah. and turn their skin, their beautiful uh, alien <laughs> skin, into a into a Look, some sort of a brain bot.
2: Um, I know you're joking, but you know I am willing to proffer up my skin for science. Uh, if it, you have, if it involves you know creating a master race of Charles's. That uh, That are
0: easily sunburnt. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, well, you and I could both give an amazing male pattern baldness computer, couldn't we? Do you
2: think that maybe – so does that mean that essentially what will happen is it'll be Brad Pitt or something? Like we will end up being run by the best-looking person. It'll be much worse. It'll be
0: Mark Zuckerberg. (sighs)
2: He's already part computer. No, it'll be Taylor Swift.
0: It won't be Mark
2: Zuckerberg. But he's he's
0: going to invent the technology. No one's
2: going to get an – Oh, intelligence bot and go, oh, I want the Mark Zuckerberg Charles, model. You're going no, to want the But, the, but the computer that the-
0: runs the world, Charles, will hmm. have been designed by him. Because this is what every every uh, Silicon Valley billionaire wants yeah. to achieve immortality. Yeah. This is how they're going to do it. Zuckerberg's going to cr- scrape a little oh. bit of his, his putrid You're skin. get a mustard. Bot and turn and Elon Musk, oh. of course, will do that. Oh, and there'll be a there'll be a
2: perpetual. Oh. I mean,
0: he's already ruined Twitter. Imagine what uh, <laughs> an organoid intelligence, Elon Musk bot, would do to the to the world.
2: Hey, Jeff. That would be the Jeff Bezos oh, sort of
0: hate. No, the worst. It'll only be the worst people who are turned into computers, Charles. It won't be kind people. It's certainly, There's not going to be a charity, like, you know, somebody who devotes their life to, to good works. They're not going to be an organoid intelligence. What about, They'll be destroyed by the organoid intelligence. Surely Jay-Z would would have a, a rhyming <laughs> intelligence. Well, that'd be good. That wouldn't be too bad.
2: No, but he's quite entrepreneur. Like, it, Yeah, it, that's he, true. Yeah, I, I think he'll.
0: The first billionaire. Yeah. OI
2: can yeah. be, be Jay Z. Jay-Z. Everyone would buy that. Well, you'd get a Beyonce computer, wouldn't you? The two of them. So the thing is, <clears throat> it sounds all very dystopic, right? Dystopian. It certainly does. But look, there is actually a, a sort of. Good news angle to it.
0: Well, is it less likely to be horrifying than ChatGPT? I think I'd rather some an intelligence that in some way resembled a human brain, rather than simply the absolute mess of ethics that is is anything completely artificial.
2: Oh yeah, no, I mean there's huge. Like I got to send all, all these uh, ethical issues. Um, by Kelly, but, yeah, but you know um, the I, best. I didn't actually read. That's anything. right. You know, it's it's so best, the best, way, yeah.
0: the best way to deal with that is don't right. worry about it. Yeah, Just yeah. No. let let opinion writers you <laughs> yeah. know yeah. wrestle with that. And yeah. and we were talking in in yesterday's podcast about how. Um, uh, 70 years ago, someone had warned about climate change. That's mm. the sort of thing you ignore. Yeah, no, you just, yeah, just that's, out of mind, out of sight. I mean, that sort of thing that really slows you down on the breakthroughs. <laughs> what are the implications of this thing I've invented?
2: So, but the No, but the, the good news is, aside from all the ethical problems, th- there is a sort of good news, which is that organoid intelligence operates at a scale far smaller yeah. than microchips, yeah, right? Yeah. So we're talking minimum 10,000 fold reduction in size right so think about it. so at the moment they actually have developed a supercomputer that matches the human brain in terms of its number of connections and things like that. it's a supercomputer it costs 600 million dollars to make it's the size of two tennis courts, and it is unlikely that you'd be able to get it down much smaller than that using microchips with a with a Organoid intelligence, we're talking about the size of your fist. Like that is the size of your brain. The right. mailed fist that will destroy us all. And so that means that <laughs> so that means that like things like our phones are going to be either vastly more intelligent, vastly sort of thinner and, and slimmer and things like that. And and the amount of energy required also goes down a thousand to ten thousand fold.
0: Imagine not having to carry a phone.
2: Well, the thing is, no, but you'll also have to, it'll it'll be a different form of energy. It won't be battery. It'll be like you give it a snack. You have to feed your phone celery. that's (laughs)
0: fantastic. So so our phone is like a toddler, Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, right.
2: A a toddler with all the world's information at their resources. Actually, my five-year-old's pretty confident she knows all the world's (laughs) information.
0: But, I mean, Charles, we won't go into this in detail, but the other version of this, I I interviewed actually the other day, a world pioneer in, in quantum computing, oh, yes. which is a, a similarly yes. ridiculously uh, vast improvement in computing power. It can do, basically, it can perform calculations so complicated that conventional computers couldn't possibly perform them given available time. There's simply not enough time mm. in the universe. It would universe. take millions of years yes. in, order, yes. in order to go uh,
2: and get them done.
0: But the problem so is. It this seems chart,
2: like cracking my password. Yes, that's right. Yeah.
0: It can basically trivially crack um, any encryption scheme, which mm. is. Great news. And I, I asked this expert, um, what would he, happen if you used those quantum computers to develop scams on the internet? And she said, well, it'd be very hard to tell that they were fake. <laughs> the only problem with quantum computing is that, as I understand it, genuinely, hmm. some of the absolute ladies in the world are Australian which makes you think it's not going to work. Yeah. I no, just can't yeah. man. I can't conceive of a technology where Australia is actually leading the world.
2: No, well, no, but actually don't worry too much, Dom, because if it's anything like the Black Box or the Hills Hoist or – the Victor or you know those iconic Australian inventions. The patent will be sold off to some American. Oh, thank goodness! Well before it gets commercialized. Excellent.
0: All right. Well, we might talk more about quantum computing some other time. Um, I don't know whether I'm reassured or terrified by mm. this. I love the idea of a tiny phone that has snacks, though. Mm. So go go on tech, go on. And you know and the important thing is, it doesn't matter what we think because I'll just invent it anyway. They yeah. Never stop.
2: And the good news is probably the best way to communicate cuz the whole thing is how do you actually train mm. the your phone or whatever that's organoid but, intelligence and the answer is i think we all know bluetooth <laughs> they are going to invent the world's most amazing device, yes. and then it will have Bluetooth, <laughs> Bluetooth and yeah. it won't work.
0: There you go. So the future—you just familiar. won't be able
2: to connect to it. Yeah, yeah. it'd
0: be like, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. It, they'll be about to take over the world's, you know, communication system and destroy it like a Skynet, mm. but it'll all be run by Bluetooth. It's kind, it's kind of reassuring. that yeah. if,
0: if a real Skynet was developed, <laughs> it would simply break. <laughs> that's something that's a Terminator movie you never explored, is it <laughs> yeah. kind of liquid metal T-1000 just going <laughs> failure, connection error. Failure
2: to connect. Failure. failure to connect. All right. That's a great, that's a good note to leave it on. <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Our gear is from Robe. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. Back next week.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen